I would like to tell you guys that one time I wrote a sin that had the word poop in it, and Chris asked me to change it because he was a little uncomfortable with that word. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by CinemaSins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, a look at what's going on inside the world of CinemaSins. I'm Aaron Dyser, and this week I'm joined by fellow Baffle Gabbers, Ian Whittington. Wait, what? Why am I first? (laughs) Jeremy Scott. Yo, yo. And Danae Hughes. I watch movies. We write for CinemaSins and TV Sins and do various other things inside the CinemaSins universe as well. And welcome back to the 2022 Battle of the Sins. We are deciding the most, the actual most sinful movie that we sinned during 2022 of the 107 uh, movies we sinned during that year. What is the most sinful? We are at the final uh, day, final deliberations of round one after this episode we will be moving into round two a quick reminder if you're participating at home and voting at the challenge.com uh sin battle website uh that you may need to go there and get your round two votes in uh you maybe went and did your round one votes and haven't thought about it since then Uh, if you want to you can go there now and get your round two votes in uh, as we head through this, uh, today will be one of those days where we depend on your votes. Mm. Uh, there are four of us here today. So if there is a 2v2 tie, it will go to the audience for the determining vote. Uh, so thank you for doing that. And uh, we appreciate your participation. Uh, if the participants are ready, we will go ahead and get into the battles. Here is how it's going to work. We will uh, present the battle and then anybody who wrote on the script for either of those movies, we'll have a chance to talk about what makes that movie sinful and uh, why it might be more sinful than another movie. Then after they've had their say, we will go around and each of us will deliberate and vote. So we'll go straight to the voting and you'll talk about, here's why I'm voting for this one, or here's my thoughts on these two things, whatever you want to do during your vote. Battle stations, fight, 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 fight. Time for the one-on-ones. Who will win this year's million-dollar game? Round one, ding, ding. We will start it off with West Side Story 2021 versus The Green Knight, which is the more sinful movie. This is a 62 seed versus a 67 seed. So this is a close one. 128 sins for West Side Story, 126 for The Green Knight. Uh, I wrote on both of these. And nobody else did. Uh, so be... <laughs> okay, I'm going to get a coffee. See you in 10 minutes. Uh, I, I wrote with Daniel on West Side Story, and I wrote with uh, Chris on The Green Knight. I do remember, however, Ian, that you reviewed The Green Knight. Oh, uh, I did. Yes. Because you had de- you definitely had opinions yes. uh, after reviewing The Green Knight. Yes. Um, West Side Story is a phenomenal movie uh, that uh, maybe should have never existed. Yes! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it, the sins in the new version of West Side Story maybe are just kind of at the heart of its existence and mm-hmm. what, is to, you know, what is it trying to do. Um, but other than that, I mean, Spielberg just knows how to make good movies. What? So, you know, there's not, there's not a really a lot to pick apart other than the sins of the actual story, which, mm-hmm. you know, have been there since the, you know, the version in the sixties or whatever. Uh, Green Knight, on the other hand, uh, I feel has the main sin of just 
absolutely uh, lingering in everything it does in uh, a way that doesn't necessarily impact anything other than tone Mm -hmm. and maybe aesthetics and artistry and those kind of things. Um, So, uh, yeah, as I look at those two movies, I have a pretty clear choice, uh, but let's go ahead and vote. Ian, what are your thoughts on these two movies? Uh, I really did not enjoy Green Lantern, Green, um, the Green Book. No, no. The name of this movie, um, The Green Knight. The Green Knight. There we go. It, it, it was. I mean, it's for me. It was, it was style over substance, and it. Was, I love that scene of them, like those huge giants walking through all of the things. But I'm too busy wondering, where am I? What does it mean? What am I doing? I don't want to be here. I feel sad. Um, <laughs> it just, it didn't, it didn't hit me in the right way. And West Side Story is just pure joy. As problematic as it is in many, many ways, I had an absolute blast with it. But yeah, it's. I almost wish I'd been on the green night to sin it, but I think it would have been, it would have been painful for me. It would have been one of those sin every thirty seconds, and most of them devolving into why am I here? <laughs> so yes, my my vote is for the green night lanterns book. Green Knight is one of those sin scripts when you write on it that, at least for me, it was a constant battle of not saying the same thing over and yeah, over uh-huh. again. Yeah, um, and I you'll you'll that. find that with some movies where it's like. The thing that you you find sinful about it is just so prevalent and mm-hmm. through the whole thing that you just want to keep yeah. uh, saying the same thing over again. Um, so your vote was uh, the Greenland nine. <laughs> the green, <laughs> not, that was, that was accident. I'm happy to give it another chance at some point, but yeah, the Green Knight. Uh, Ian votes for the Green Knight, and on a Green Knight, you could use a Greenland. So indeed, uh, that's what you could mm. do. Uh, mm. Danae, what about you? Mm. What are you going to vote for? Um, you know, I have I saw. West Side Story once a long time ago. So it was the first one, mm. not this one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I saw the Green Knight Sins video. Counts. <laughs> which counts. is how I watched that movie. <laughs> now, I just want to mention this is going to be a trend on today's episode. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I have very little to go off of as far as like what the actual movie, but I remember getting the feeling, the vibe. <laughs> That the way that the Green Knight was kind of laid out was a bit confusing, but also like fantastically mysterious at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it's like a, a left a lot for your own interpretation about what was being said rather than it being kind of clear. And I feel like West Side Story has a bit more of a clear like story that it's sharing. So mm-hmm. I'll say the Green Knight is more simple. Jeremy. You guys are so confident in your wrongness. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I have a sneaking suspicion the reason... Okay, first of all, I have two reasons for my vote being West Side Story. And that's what Aaron said right out of the gate, that this movie did not need to exist. Um, And every time I said anything about that on Twitter, I got dozens of people going, he's fixing the mistakes with the racism (laughs) from the first one. And I'm like, why isn't he making Breakfast at Tiffany's? Why isn't he making Tea House of the August Moon? Why isn't he remaking any of these movies that did that same thing? That's not why he's making this. Now, I do Mm -hmm. think the best thing about the movie, which also infuriated me, was not giving us subtitles for the Spanish speaking. Because in the time that this movie takes place, um, I think it's absolutely appropriate that English speakers wouldn't know everything that the Spanish speakers are saying uh, and vice versa. I thought that was a nice immersion, even though I I actually knew some of what they were saying because I speak a little Spanish, but not (laughs) very much. But anyway, uh, I hate that that movie exists. I hate that he made it so well because I feel like it could have told an original (laughs) story with that 
you know, mastery. Mm-hmm. Um, the Green Knight, drugs, my friends. Find <laughs> some non-life-threatening <laughs> drugs. Mm, okay. If you revisit this movie, take some edibles, and then <laughs> sit down. And I, This is how I experienced the movie the first time mm-hmm. I saw it, and I loved it. And I've seen it two or three times since then, and I don't know if I love it still, but it's all that stuff that doesn't add to the story for you um, adds to the enjoyment for me when I'm not mm. sober. I changed my vote. I changed oh, my I'm vote. Here for that. Yeah. <laughs> I changed my vote. I vote West Side Story. All right. I, I will, me. Absolutely. I will accept that. Ian, are you literally changing no, your no, vote as no, well? Danae, are I'm you literally not. changing your vote? I, I really am. I okay. agree. All right. <laughs> Come abund. I can't wow. do it. I Come didn't realize I was that persuasive. <laughs> That is that is valid. Uh, you mentioned the subtitles. I remember one of the things we did sin about the subtitles in West Side Story, uh, which really annoys me when when they do this, is instead of subtitling the Spanish with Spanish subtitles, mm, that would have been great. Yeah, they subtitled conversing in Spanish. Mm. Yeah, that's not. And, and I'm just like, just put the Spanish that's words. Lazy. Like yeah. that's yeah. the same fun, interesting like way to do this. But, you know, you uh, at least allow for the, um, you know, people who are hearing impaired or need mm-hmm. the subtitles to understand context and, you know, what's going on to go, oh, they're making a specific choice here. They're yeah. not just not telling me yes. what they're saying. They're leaving it in Spanish because, you know, mm-hmm. we wouldn't necessarily understand it. So, um, so yeah, uh, I wanted to mention that since you mentioned that. Um, all right, so let's see. So that's Danae and Jeremy voting for West Side Story. Ian uh, voting for The Green Knight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will also be voting for The Green Knight. Uh, although the uh, the industrial romantic complex uh, stuff that's in West Side Story does annoy me uh, quite a bit, mm-hmm. it's not enough mm-hmm. uh, to overcome uh, The Green Knight. So it is 2-2, so it will go to the audience and the audience says he tabs over to find it. <laughs> uh, so in the battle of the green Knight versus West side story, the audience 70% to 30% uh, goes with West side <sighs> story being the more sinful. Yes! So Jeremy, Fucking you convinced Danae, and that was enough to get it to the audience and the audience Ooh, has yes! moved on. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> this is why our electoral system is so broken. <laughs> <laughs> Does that uh, mean that the next round will be West Side Story versus Paul Blart Mall Cop? <laughs> yes. Yes, that is wow. what that means. Awesome. Amazing. Uh, all right. Let's move on for now to Bridesmaids versus the Peanuts movie. Uh, this <laughs> is a 99 seed versus a 30 seed. Bridesmaids with 159 sins. Peanuts movie with 106 sins. Danae, you wrote on both of these. I sure did. Um, so why don't you kick us off with uh, some thoughts on what makes Bridesmaids sinful? Yeah, it was made. So. Yep. <clears throat> that's about that's about all you need to say about that. <laughs> um, I think I oh, I don't remember watching this movie. I never really know what to expect because sometimes I'm assigned things and I have no context and I don't do any research before just hitting play. And um, this one was an interesting one because I do love to see women in the lead and I do love to see confident comedy too like it's really fun for me to watch this is a disgusting scene but the poop scene where one they get the diarrhea shards while they're trying on dresses i it's for me it's like i think ah. that's a little bit repetitive to say diarrhea shards i think you just need <laughs> yes. one of those words yeah, that's true 
No, you're right about that. Yeah. I should have given that more. I mean, unless you've got a really, really strong case of gas. We'll see. Okay. Let's talk about this briefly then. So in my, in my experience, shart is like when you, when you toot and it like flies out, that to me is a shart. But having diarrhea doesn't mean you have sharts. They're not like the same thing. Uh You can have diarrhea. I take it you back. You have your whole bathroom experience. It was, it was a necessary adjective. I take Two it back. Later, shart, so you could have both. Yeah, got mm-hmm. it. Got it. This was. I the, would this... like to tell you guys that one time I wrote a sin that had the word poop in it, and Chris asked me to change it because he was a little uncomfortable with that word. <laughs> <laughs> just the word poop. Just so, just so glad he's not on this episode. Yeah, he not enjoy this. <laughs> Oh, no. But anyway, my my point being, like, there was part of it that I was thinking, this is great because we're seeing dirty, gross humor from, like, just, and women can say it instead of it being like, oh, ladies can't say this stuff. So part of it, I was kind of having a good time um, in in some ways. And Kristen Wiig is fascinating to me. I love, I like to watch what she does. I'm, like, always kind of curious about her. But it really didn't have much meaning for me uh, in general. Whereas Peanuts, it's fun to see something reinvented that i felt like could have round another round of creation like i know we're all tired of going back and mining old things to bring back into the new public so i don't fucking know how to feel about that i liked it though because it was an interesting like animation and i enjoyed seeing how they were reinventing the conversations that these little kids have and it was simple to see like you know snoopy doing snoopy stuff and falling in snoopy love um was it hard really, to sin was it hard to sin the peanuts like what makes it what made it so sinful i uh, you have to <laughs> it's my job it's my job <laughs> yeah got it got it yeah uh and that's i think that's it like it was easier to find stuff that i felt was it was easier to find sins and bridesmaids than it was for peanuts so for me i know where i'm voting um, and then I didn't really give a lot of context for what these movies are about, but I don't know that we need that. No, uh, I wrote with you on Bridesmaids, and I will say that what makes uh, Bridesmaids sinful to me are the same kind of things that make these movies sinful when men do them. Like, you know, it's like mm-hmm. there's, it, you know. It was really lowbrow. Yeah, there's just there's so much lowest common denominator stuff. Um, and uh, I I think there's also a real almost disconcerting focus of these of the movie and these women on uh couple culture and mm-hmm. relationships being the most important thing and you know i i always get a little uh i always have to balance myself when i talk about this stuff because i know that is the culture right like mm-hmm. that is the culture we live in uh so like if it's representing something that is real okay i understand that but it seems to say things about that culture that i'm like yeah but you don't it doesn't have to necessarily be that way uh, as encapsulated by uh, Danae's wonderful Beck fail um, uh, mm, test bonus round. Uh, that was in interesting. This, I forgot <clears throat> I did that. In, in <laughs> the script, uh, which just strung together all the times women are talking to other women about men. About men. <laughs> it was the bonus round of that, of that video. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it was difficult to put that part together because he wanted to be fun. But yeah, this it is very, very heavy handed with the relationship stuff. And I hate that. So that makes it easy to sin, but you also don't want to go. I didn't didn't want to go too deep into it because it's like about two best friends. And then like Kristen's character is getting to know her friends, other friends. And then they're kind of like one upping each other. And then they become friends by the end. And they're all just interested in who they're dating. And none of that is really interesting to me. So of course I like the poop stuff the best. (laughs) Uh, Jeremy, kick, 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 kick us off with the voting. Um, 
So the problem with bridesmaids, uh, and I'm going to tie this to a completely unrelated conversation we had on a completely other form, uh, different forum, uh, is that much like Dumb and Dumber, uh, the, the comedy it throws at me I have seen before. And I do yeah. suspect that in some cases that may be the point. That because this mm-hmm. is a, a female response to the traditionally male-driven, raunchy, R-rated comedy. Uh, and, and for that, I'll give it some leeway, um, like the poop scene, um, because that literally happens in Dumb and Dumber. And even then, and that was 25, 30 years ago, it wasn't original then. Um, right. <clears throat> but was it in a sink? I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> but Bridesmaids made me laugh. But Peanuts, I think that movie's a touch of magic i think and i grew up watching the, the specials and reading the everyday cartoons in the paper and we had you know some collections of the, of the strips um and so the the fact that this movie gives like seven minutes to snoopy chasing the red baron which is just a, yes. a freaking daydream fantasy of his uh <laughs> was magical to me uh, and maybe it's a generational thing but i thought it was an excellent adaptation i, I agree with Danae that the animation style is really clever so the more sinful of the two's bridesmaids by a mile all right Jeremy. also if they made bridesmaids today they would go to nashville those characters yes yeah they should mm, that's exactly the where they should be absolutely <laughs> uh ian your uh debate and vote um yeah i this was my first exposure to peanuts um in 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 general and charlie brown uh, obviously i knew you think you're not allergic <sighs> I, w- I now wish i was um, <laughs> i obviously heard of them knew of the culture significance but i really enjoyed this movie it's adorable and the animation style is fun. The Red Parent stuff, I was like, this has nothing to do with the movie. <laughs> and I would sin it so hard as <laughs> such. But it's it's so much fun. The big thing I didn't like was that the movie is it seems to be rather centered around love and mm. and seduce and children seducing other children. <laughs> and I just <laughs> for me, I was like, this can we just stop encouraging this at such yeah. an early age? Um, it has the same coupling problems that Bridesmaids does sure, in, fair. This, in this fair. Bridesmaids versus Charlie Brown debate. And um, Bridesmaids can burn in hell. That gets my vote. <laughs> <laughs> I was the only person in my friendship group that did not like this movie. And it, it was then that I realized I had taste. Um, I, love, I love that it, yeah, it did kind of put it... it and a lot of my female friends loved it for the reasons that you've said. And I was like, cool, more power to you. I hope this ages poorly. And it, and, it, and I think it has. Uh, I will also be voting for Bride, uh, Bridesmaids. Uh, the Peanuts movie is uh, really great. And uh, the sins it has are to be understood. And, uh, you know, uh, there aren't that many of them. But Bridesmaids has a many, many loaded sins. So, Danae, your vote? Uh, Snoopy. Just kidding. Uh, that is a sweep for Bridesmaids. The audience agrees. 67% to 33%. Uh, wow, 33% of people can be so wrong. <laughs> you never know what's going on in somebody's mind. Uh, all right, moving on to The Kingsman uh, versus Nobody. Uh, Ian, you wrote on The Kingsman, so talk mm. about it for a little bit. What makes it sinful? Man, I was ready to not like this movie and hated myself for liking it so much. I had so much fun because the other Kings people movies just did not do... <laughs> a thing for me really like it just they i see what we're going here this is a dirty james bond but i'm i'm not i'm not really mm-hmm. like there's the, yeah. the, the colin firth scene in the church where he brutalizes everyone 
is a masterclass, and I would now score it with "Give me three days." Of <laughs> All right. If you if you uh, if you're playing the drinking game, Ian has referenced the outtakes. Uh, you can take a drink. Um, so yeah, that, that's the only scene I remember, other than something about anal at the end of one of them. Uh-huh. But yes. yep. this um, this one I just had a great time with, and I kind of bought into the Fast and Furiousness of it all, where we are in a alternate history kind of thing here, where everyone survives everything. They're all basically superheroes, and. I, this is a great playground to, to play in. It's what if Rasputin was like this? What if this is how Hitler did what Hitler did? And I kind of want a couple more movies during this time. Um, but it has the kind of like the standard action movie sins of surviving things, convenient plans. It's been a while since I've watched it, but I do remember some nonsense with a parachute where I'm like, well, that's the end of the movie because he dies. <laughs> like in, in any other sort uh-huh. of actual physics, he does, he does not survive that parachute, that homemade parachute um, uh, dive. Yeah. Um, and I just remember the plan overall of the, the pieces the, the guy above Rasputin has to put into place and the things that the dominoes that have to fall in order for this scotsman to get i think mm-hmm. he's fighting for independence for scotland mm-hmm. and just goes about it the most convoluted way possible um so yeah it kind of just has the standard action movie scenes i mean i was gonna mention it's i mean it's a high seed like it's a you know it's a 35 seed it has mm-hmm. 151 sins yeah so... i remember this being a heavy script yeah really heavy yeah. Uh, Jeremy, tell us about uh, Nobody. You wrote on that with Daniel. That had 111 sins, 94 seed. Um, expected to lose this match. But uh, what do you, what's, what makes uh, Nobody sinful? Um, I, I guess you could argue there's not a ton that we haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. Older dad type beats ass because he's former assassin, CIA, ranger, what have you, like equalizer and taken movies. Like we've seen this kind of thing. So that's, I think, its biggest knock. Uh, I think it does a lot of unique twists on some of the tropes. Um, like when he finally gets captured and thrown in the truck trunk and then down down the road, the car freaking crashes because he's punching <laughs> through the back seat. And uh, I, and the realisticness of his pain in some of these fights mm. uh, where he doesn't seem like Superman. Um, and I feel like they way overused the Sinatra era show tune underneath the, the fight. There's like three different fights in that movie this, where yeah. I gotta be me. And I'm like, <laughs> I think maybe one time that would have been best. <laughs> uh, but in general, this is a great movie. I, I don't really don't have any true complaints as a viewer, uh, as a sin writer. You know, it wasn't too hard to find stuff uh, to pick apart. But I love it. It's, it's gave me one of my favorite moments of the last five years when he's having that fight on the bus and it pans by that girl who's just sitting there with her coffee and she has uh-huh. his face on this like oh my god like she's stoned it's awesome anyway um yeah and uh, i haven't seen the king's people movie uh because the first <laughs> one you know felt excessive to me uh whatever it was trying to be i feel like it went to 11 instead of 10 um <clears throat> it was over caffeinated for me but um mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm not inclined to trust Ian on his opinion of that movie. Uh, no, you should not. If I know you tip, should not tip my well, he- tip my vote a little bit. So there. I'll uh, <laughs> I'll kick off the voting uh, then because I really feel like this is a 
this is a really great matchup. What's interesting about most of these matches matchups is how ridiculous they are. Mm-hmm. You know, like to think about comparing the Peanuts movie to Bridesmaids. Yeah. Like who does this, right? We but do. N- Nobody versus the Kingsman is kind of a tale of two movies doing the same thing in different ways. Mm-hmm. They're they're both doing over the top action. They're both living in an like a, a elevated reality yeah. uh, kind of idea. And I really think nobody understands how to do that with a little more like gravitas and yeah. authenticity uh, than the Kingsman movie does. And that's likely very intentional. It's just I find it a little less sinful uh, because it it really feels like when you're trying to sin nobody or imagine if I if I had tried to sin nobody um, that you really have to dial in on the villains plan type sins like, you know, where uh, how people are deciding what they're doing, all that kind of stuff. Whereas the Kingsman, I don't imagine having much difficulty at all finding sins uh, mm-hmm. in the way that it's doing things. So my vote is going to be for the Kingsman as the more sinful movie. Uh, Danae. Yeah, I think I agree. I've been sort of uh, watching the trailers as we talk. Nice. Because having not watched any of them, I do want to have a a valid opinion. (laughs) Is this valid? No. None of it is. Probably not. Not a single second of any of this is valid. (laughs) Trailers are great for determining that. (laughs) As you were talking about what you were saying uh, about them being a good matchup, Aaron, I agree because when I'm watching them, they both have that same kind of like action vibe, fight sequence vibe, but Bob Odenkirk, I think, is amazing, and I love the Mm -hmm. idea of him kind of being in that action lead. And I like what you said, Jeremy, about it having a little bit of a twist on it with being more realistic, Mm. whereas it's hard to find the King's man realistic. (laughs) In my professional opinion, Kingsman is more sinful. All right. Uh, Danae votes for the Kingsman. Jeremy. Kingsman. And Ian. Yeah, it's it's Kingsman. That's pretty, yeah. All right. It's cut and dry. Uh, audience agrees 76% to 24% uh, say The King's Man is the more sinful movie. And that will be moving on to the next round. Uh, next battle is between Uncharted and Uncharted. The, the Bob's <laughs> Burger <laughs> movie. doesn't matter what it's going up against. That's my vote. Fair enough. <laughs> But let's converse a little, shall we? Uh, you guys have plenty to say about Uncharted. This was uh, Jeremy and Ian. 134 sins and a 51 seed. That's Cr- all? Yeah, that's right. all. I feel bad. It should be... We yeah. should have given that 40 more sins. <laughs> Just for existing. <laughs> At least. Because the sins apparently matter. Uh, Chris and uh, myself wrote on the Bob's Burgers movie. Uh, and that had 121... Point three seven five sins, yeah, Uh, and that's a seventy eight seed. Jeremy, talk a little bit about what makes Uncharted sinful. Oh, that explains it. I think that's fair. I think that's a fair assessment. Utter. That's how I felt. Lazy averageness. Mm -hmm. The been there, done thatness. The blatant ripoffness. The odd aging down. A character that gamers know to be like older, the Mark Wahlbergness, the moment on the boat when it's in the air and he swings out <laughs> over the edge on the rope and then swings back in to kick his opponent a thousand feet above an ocean. Um, a buddy of mine uh, 
whenever he's watching something, he'll at night he'll send me a screenshot and try and see if I can guess it. And I'm I'm very good at guessing. And the, the other night he sent me a screenshot of this from one of the first scenes, and I knew what it was. And I said, "Well, this is terrible. I would avoid it. I hate this movie." And he said crap my wife wanted to watch it <laughs> then like an hour and a half later he comes back and he goes what the hell did i just watch so he mm-hmm. vented a little bit and i was like i tried to warn you man this is a uh, utter crap and this movie could win the whole damn bracket mm-hmm. Ooh, throwing it out there uh ian continue yeah. the thoughts i think that moment is when the narrator left the room and just screamed oh, yeah. and just <laughs> screamed and said this is bullshit yeah <laughs> yeah um, it's it's let's put tom holland in it and it'll be great yeah that's, that's basically it's it's so frustrating to me and i i the the problem with the, the toxic fandom thing of this is my property i own it you're doing it wrong is that it can sometimes bury legitimate criticism which is tom holland is miscast in this role mm-hmm. he is not nathan drake um it just it does not feel right i don't know who you're making this movie for if not for the gamers um and people before and even a trailer was released, they were like, "It's finally possible. We've adapted a game into a movie." I was like, "You, you have, but not the good bits." <laughs> and it's this would have been a great matchup against the the Kingsman um, as well, the, the Kingsman as well, because it, the Kingsman does not take itself seriously. It is fun. This is so trying to be Indiana Jones meets uh, James Bond meets Spider Man, and it just it falls flat all the time not even to mention the ridiculous villain planning in it so yeah mm. it's yeah i vote <laughs> what's it's, the other movie it's not even it's not even the best uh video game based indiana jones style no, movie uh it's not. the uh is it was alicia vikander right that did the tomb latest raider. tomb raider that's yeah. actually a halfway decent movie it like I it's certainly it. better than this yeah um the og yeah. tomb raider movies are better than <laughs> this you're not wrong and those are terrible uh-huh um so yeah uh (laughs) good thoughts good thoughts uh i will talk a little bit about (laughs) the bob's burgers movie and tell you why uh this movie is more sinful than you might think um it is a pretty sinful movie uh they try to do like this half musical thing and yet like none of the music is interesting none of the lyrics are great like and it sings two songs during the entire thing and neither one oh. is, is good it's just like what are we even doing here uh it has that thing that some animated films do where every single character especially if it's based on a previous property has to have its own side plot so you've got like an a plot then a b plot with one of the kids a c plot with another one of the kids a d plot with you know the other kid or whatever uh and so that whole thing uh continues to happen as well so it's a pretty sinful movie the by the way the point three seven five was because one of the characters at one point in the movie uh said the line i'm starting to love fractions and then there's no narration it just adds three eighths of a sin Uh, (laughs) so uh that's that's how that happened uh so yeah time for the voting uh danae since you're the non-writer on these uh what's your uh thought deliberation and vote oof well, this is hard because it seems so Uncharted is a, it was like a video game. Mm-hmm. Now they're making it into a movie. And then there's Bob's Burgers that has a TV show, but they want to yep. make a movie to kind of like attract a wider audience. Mm-hmm. And so it seems like both sort of fuck up the material in some way. So I have no idea. I have no idea what to do. I can help. Okay. <laughs> flip a coin. Uh, it has, it's a flip a double-sided Uncharted coin. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it will solve the plot of whatever movie you're in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I think I'm going to go Bob's Burgers because, <laughs> because you want me I to think, leave. Because I think Aaron might go Bob's Burgers, and that means it's two versus two, so it's going to go to the audience. Mm. That's mm. that's not playing the game, right? Yes, it uh, is. You it's know what? playing the game my way, bitch. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, like Price's Right style tricks on us, where she just yeah. bid a dollar. <clears throat> One dollar. I bid a dollar. I bid Jeremy, a dollar. what is your deliberation and vote? Me? Yes. Uncharted. Can I uh, vote twice? <laughs> no, no, Damn. you can't. I think I think he can. If anybody can, Jeremy it's can. Jeremy. Like That's true. Yeah. yeah. A, if there's I'm anybody on this one. podcast and do whatever they want. <laughs> uh Jeremy goes with Uncharted. Ian? Um yeah, no, it's Uncharted. And I will say that about a week ago, I played Uncharted for the first time mm. ever. Uh I played Uncharted something thieves is that four mm -hmm. i don't know anyways it was on yeah i think it came out um, on ps4 uh back in the day but like yeah, 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 yeah yeah something like that and really really liked it yeah. i love like the uh climbing dynamic and the parkour dynamic of mm -hmm. the action is is really really fun i will say playing that movie made me think this movie is worse than i did when i saw it <laughs> oh wow uh, the game yeah. Uh, yeah, or playing the game made this movie worse uh, in hindsight. I had never played the game when I saw the movie. I was like, this is fine. Tom Holland's always, you know, fun to hang out with. But he is so not that character. No, he's not. He is so not that character. This and, is not an Uncharted movie. And the movie doesn't excel at the things that Uncharted uh, excels at. The answer is Uncharted uh, is the most uh, sinful movie uh, of these two. The audience agrees. Uh, has Uncharted at 73% and Bob's Burgers at 20... Too low. <laughs> 27%. All right, so we will move on to the next one, which is Sing 2 versus The Lost Boys. Uh, Jeremy wrote on both of these scripts. So uh, let's start with The Lost Boys. What makes The Lost Boys a sinful movie? By the way, 118 cents for The Lost Boys. 137 for Sing 2. So Sing 2 is the favorite at the 46 seed versus the 83. So, so what the Lost Boys has going for it is basically two things, and they're related. The first is uh, nostalgia, <laughs> and the uh -huh. second is uh, music. Uh, but the music breeds the nostalgia. Uh, I think this is an awesome soundtrack, uh, and the, the music throughout the film is used really well to help set the tone and when I was a teenager, I loved this movie. Um, <clears throat> when I went back to Sin It, boy, it's hard to love this movie. Um, <laughs> it really is. It, it does not hold together. It's like a wet paper towel with a bunch of rocks on top of it, and it's going <laughs> to fall at any minute. Um, there's a lot of casual 80s sexism. Um, and it's super short. I forgot how short it was when you're a kid. You know, it doesn't feel, it feels like every movie feels like two hours long. It's two hours long. It's two hours long. This movie's really short. And uh, yeah, but the problem is it's going up against Sing 2. <laughs> and it's my understanding that the first Sing movie was actually enjoyable. Um, I think Aaron liked it, right? Yeah. Yeah. The first Sing yeah. is a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, whatever they put in the first one that made it a lot of fun they vacuumed all that out for the second <laughs> one and they made a movie that actively annoyed me by the time i was done watching this movie i was i was angry uh, it just felt i mean and i haven't seen the first one but it just felt like a complete and total disrespect to 
the reputation that I thought the first one had. Mm-hmm. Um, hated it. Hated it. Hated it. Hated it. It might be worse than Uncharted. <laughs> <laughs> Two bracket winners in in neighboring yeah. conversations. Uh, did you also wrote, uh, on Sing Two? So what what uh, what makes Sing Two sinful? I also hadn't seen Sing One, so that was really interesting because I had to sort of. I watched it and then I thought, well, what was the magic? What what makes this a sequel? What makes it something that people want to come back for? And one of the things that bummed me out is that the first one seemed to be all about the importance of like your local theater and something really magical happening in your community. Yes. And then it completely abandons that to say, we don't want to be here anymore. We want to go to Vegas. And <laughs> yes. We want to have. <laughs> That's and, wild. And it was like forcing all of these characters who were very comfortable in their home with their own coming into their own understanding of their own stuff. It was like forcing them to just amplify out to become this bigger, better thing driven by, I guess, greed for attention. And then this weird also idea that they had to do it or they would be killed by a wolf or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was cleverly disguised because it's really pretty to look at. And I didn't know who Halsey was before this movie. Uh, she plays the daughter wolf that has this one song that's just like, mm-hmm. holy mm-hmm. shit, people can sing. And I love listening to people sing. And this idea that like they're going to go get the old school singers to come back and make their show. Like that's kind of fun until you really start to think about how fucked up it is that they didn't do what they do best in their hometown that they just spent the last movie building. Mm-hmm. And then they had to go get this big rock star and guilt trip him out of his own pain. Yes. To go do a big show. <laughs> and it was really like, what are we doing here? It's pretty. And there's a couple scenes that fucking cracked me up. There's this, the iguana fucking kills me. There's this, I laughed so hard at that iguana character. And uh, the music was really fun in this moment. And then they're like up and it has a really fun beat to it. Unfortunately, uh, you want to kick, kick off the debating in the vote? I thought. Uh, well, I haven't seen Sing 2, definitely not, other than a couple of clips that Danae has shown me. Um, I thought The I'd funny seen ones, specifically. The funny <laughs> ones, the good clips, it wasn't just to torture me. Um, I thought I'd seen The Lost Boys, what? but I was... <laughs> go on, go on. When the iguana is driving down the road! Yes, I've seen that clip many times now, <laughs> thank you, Danae. <laughs> oh my god, that cracks my shit up. Can we pause and watch it now? What, what song are they singing? Oh my god, I'm trying to remember. I think it was... Oh, 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 it's... um. Is it Curie Lace on? It should be. No, it's like a it's like a um you wanted to. Why did you You wanted to. I only know from the Weird Al Polka version. Oh yeah, of course you don't know the system version. I have I have no idea what song you all three just agreed. System of a down is that System of a down, yeah. Is it sabot- not sabotage. That's not that anyway. One. Anyway, sorry. Go on. You were saying Ian. Sorry. Yes, I was saying, and I thought I'd seen the Lost Boys, but I was actually thinking of Stand by Me. Um, so I haven't seen because Keith Sutherland is evil in both. Yes, indeed. Um, so I haven't seen. Um, I haven't seen the Lost Boys. Um, I have no idea which way to vote because they both seem sinful in in different ways that are really meaningful to me. Mm-hmm. So sure. sinning the eighties and sexism and. Movies that were great that haven't aged well is really important. Sinning animation that is lazy and shits on its predecessor is also really bad. Is I... the Lost Boys original? Like, wasn't it an original movie? In, based, it is, in but based on a book? Vampires are original. I mean, whether it was mm. based on a book or not, I wouldn't think um, 
Because I was just thinking like that also might play into my vote because I also haven't seen Lost Boys, but I know of it. Right. Let me see. And like Sing 2 obviously is going to lean heavy on its first one to have a successful second. But yeah. was Lost Boys even, was it an original? It's it weird though. original. It's not based on a book. I think um, I think I am I am leaning narrowly towards Sing Two because of the product of its time thing and watching it in that bubble and Sing Two really feeling like a cash grab. So yeah, right. Sing Sing Two is my vote. Ian votes for Sing Two. I will man really want to vote for Lost Boys here. Uh just because when you really it's it's one of those things where it's a wake up is this wake up thing that we do when we send movies from the the eighties or whatever mm -hmm. and, and nostalgia and just be like, yeah, yeah, things uh, things existed in a context and we no yes. longer longer live in that context and that's <laughs> worth paying attention to. Uh, but um, but no, it's it's Sing Two. Sing Two is the more sinful movie of these two. Uh, it is a real shame that it squandered what made the first one so special. And I think the reason it, it probably happened was because. They, in some ways, rightly ascertained that what people, one of the things that people loved about the first one were these animals singing pop songs, right? And singing popular songs. <laughs> uh -huh. And they went, okay, well, that's got to be the foundation. Let's tr figure out how do we build a plot around that? Why, why do they need to be singing pop mm -hmm. songs again? And, you know, and they just went with a, a direction that didn't actually make a lot of character sense and it kind of ruined the whole thing. So um, Sing 2 is my vote as well. Jeremy? Sing to, sing to, sing to. Uh, Danae. Sing to, sing, sing, sing. All right. Audience does agree, although it was the closest vote of Ooh. any of the votes we will see today. 58% uh, to 42% uh, agree that sing to was the more sinful V. Moving on to Morbius. <laughs> you know, when you say something like Uncharted might win the whole damn bracket. <laughs> You've forgotten that yeah, Morbius. Yeah, you should really look ahead a little come. bit. Uh, <laughs> Morbius versus Romancing the Stone. Oh, uh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's, let's see. Uh, who wrote on Morbius? Jeremy, you wrote on Morbius. Danae, you wrote on Romancing the Stone. They're fairly evenly matched in number of sins. 131 for Morbius. 125 for Romancing the Stone. A 70 versus a 59 seed. Um... Jeremy, why don't you kick us off with what makes Morbius so sinful? I'm not trying to be funny. I'm genuinely, it's like, have you ever pulled into a parking lot that's mostly empty and you like freeze because your brain can't choose one when there's all the choices <laughs> yeah. available? Yes. I Paralysis of analysis. Yes. And so that's what happens. Everything, everything that Morbius does is bad. The, the writing is bad. The acting is bad. Mm -hmm. uh, the effects are bad. Um, <clears throat> the vulture showing up is bad uh is that the movie he shows up in yeah is that no, he does. i forgot <laughs> yes. about that yes it is he turns up in, um, in prison he gets bamfed there it's just it's it's, it's bad it's that you don't get to become a meme if you're not bad enough uh mm. and and this thing what was i watched a trailer the other day for oh the marvels and underneath it all of the top comments were morbid time related comments my favorite part is when the three girls said it's Morbin time. That's almost a year ago this movie came out, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, 
and Romancing the Stone, much like Lost Boys, came, came out in my youth. And it was one of those movies that was on the USA Network or TBS almost every weekend. And I saw it over and over and over again. Uh, and, you know, it is at least doing something somewhat original. Um, whereas Morbius... <sighs> that, that, that explains it all. You don't need yeah. to say any more. Tanae, you wrote on uh, Romancing the Stone. Uh, with yes. Chris, uh, yes, talk I a little did. bit about what makes Romancing the Stone sinful. Well, I, I do want to say, uh, uh, once again, editors, I apologize for <laughs> testing out the um, the limits of our bonus round. We did, a, <laughs> we did a bonus round that was cut because it was, just didn't work. But I was real. My, my mom and dad watched this movie when I was growing up. So I remember bits and pieces of it. I remember the snake scene being far more fearful than it was now like i thought it was terrifying when i was little um i also have this very like specific memory of her shoes like the heel of her shoe popping off and then like taking the heel off of the other one to make her shoes more even jungle worthy Um, (laughs) jungle worthy (laughs) and as a kid i was like that's clever and as an adult i'm like that's which is this is all stupid but my apologies are that I did not remember how much gunfire is in my romance movie. Mm. And so we actually, I added up all the times I heard like gunfire, but like really rapid fire gun. And it was just a nonstop bonus <laughs> rounds of pew, 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 like, and it was counting all of them. It was too much. We cut it. Editors, I'm sorry you did all that work for nothing. <laughs> I appreciated it. Sometimes this the movie- creative process is painful. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I appreciate that. Yeah, I agree with you, Jeremy. There's there's a certain amount of um, uniqueness to the story that I don't that I really did enjoy, even though it's just strung together with convenient turn after convenient turn. You know, she happens to run into the one guy in the jungle that's white, speaks English and has a gun, you know, like it's there's all this stuff that just happenstance happenstance. We're just driving by the tree that magically is on the map, things like that that are very. Uh, Goonies in a, like a Goonies vibe to the mishap and adventure, but the idea that this romance writer's sister is the one that got her into all this trouble, I found that to be kind of clever. Like she's just writing romance novels, novels, and she's not even living an adventurous life, and and then all of a sudden her sister sends her this map. You're in the middle of a whole bunch of shit, but there's so much to sin in this. Most of it's just the ridiculousness of it all, and how anyone doesn't just get the police involved, although they did, they do go to the middle of a jungle. So yeah, I found it like enough of it was unique that I enjoyed myself, even though it does suffer from being a film made in the eighties <laughs> <laughs> because her entire identity isn't a strong, successful author. It is that she's not married. And so her worth is mm-hmm. shit. And that's always <laughs> hard to watch in content. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Ian, some de- uh, debate and vote for you. Oh, well, I haven't seen Romancing the Stone. Um, I have no. You'd pl- love it. You'd love yeah. it. Wouldn't trigger Gen- you at all. No, no I have nothing no- in there would be triggering to you. Yeah, I have no desire to watch it and add it to the list of movies I hate because romance. Um, and Morbius is Morbius. Uh, it is my least favorite comic book movie ever. It is mm. possibly my least favorite theater experience. Um, I just. <laughs> Actively, and I was sat next to Aaron. We were there together. We were there together, and we just looked at each other. And like, so at the end of, and Jeremy, forgive me for I am about to sin. At the end of the Batman, we looked at each other and we're just like, 
people are going to love this film. We enjoy mm -hmm. it. Yeah. I'm sorry. We understand that probably it's not super duper for us. At the end of Morbius, we looked at each other and we we're just like, why do we make movies anymore? <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? It's like Jared Leto knows he's so earnest. He's so sincere. Matt Smith is the only person who seems to understand what is happening here and is just having a wild blast with it. The only redeeming scene in that is him dancing, and even that's a bit cheesy. So yeah, no, it's it's Morbius. Yeah, that movie is a bad movie, objectively. I cannot imagine a world in where uh, I don't vote for Morbius here. As sinful as Romancing the Stone is in in many ways, or I'm sorry, uh, the uh, um, what, what's the uh, Sandra Bullock one that just the Lost Lost City Lost City one oh, Lost City yeah, yeah as, as sinful as Lost City one is uh, yeah. the or point five. Uh, Morbius is the more sinful movie. Uh, I think Morbius is winning the whole thing. I'm calling it now. Morbius mm. wins Battle mm. of the Sins. Mm. Mm. I can Whoa. think of a couple more sinful movies than than Morbius. I think, but we'll see. We've got. I already got rid got... of Star Trek Five. I'm sorry. Oh, that's true. That's that's a fair point. Uh, Danae, your vote. Morbius. Jeremy. Morbius. All right. <laughs> the audience agrees. Eighty-eight percent to twelve percent. Eighty-eight percent to twelve percent. Just proving that. Somebody who filled this out thought they were voting for the better movie. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 versus Dinosaur. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 versus Dinosaur, both written by Danae and Chris uh, nice. writing these. So, Danae, you are the expert here. Sonic <laughs> got 165 sins. Dinosaur with only 101. This is a bit of a mismatch, a 102 seed versus a 27 seed. Uh, what are your thoughts on how sinful these movies are, Danae? Wow. Um, what massive differences that we have in CGI, uh, dinosaur mm. from, you know, what I understand mm -hmm. is, you know, like this really mind bending moment where dinosaur lovers that were around when this movie came out and they were kids and they went to go see this are just like, they're real because it looked so good. Um, and it still holds up. It was it was interesting to watch that and kind of see how a lot of the CGI still holds up and kind of try to remember this is a really like younger storytelling pace. The pace of dinosaurs is like this sort of slower, separated from the herd. Got to get to the, got to get to the green leaf guys. Very similar to what I watched in Land Before Time. But I've never seen dinosaurs specifically. So we're following, you know, this one young dinosaur who is wanting to kind of like help guide the people and the, 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 it's very much the story of a child who's like the adults aren't listening to me and i'm right and you have to go this way it had mm -hmm. that vibe to it yeah, it was really definitely. simple storytelling just da, da, da. how do you compare that to sonic which is a, a small blue electric crack i don't know how to help you guys decide which one's <laughs> more simple here um, because only hope. <laughs> because <laughs> i feel like the sins of the first one are more like us sort of like helping this the plot get more interesting in a way so we mm -hmm. had to get clever with our sins so i really feel like sonic is going to be my choice ultimately because the sins of sonic i mean did you guys watch this movie mm -hmm. did you see this <laughs> yes. one yeah it was a mm -hmm. it's fun it's so bright and colorful you've got tails coming in but the plot of it all just doesn't i don't know it does it's it's fun to watch mindlessly but when you begin to kind of go what are we doing here how did this how did this get here how do we get to this point i just feel like the plot gets very very frustrating and then you have this whole gauntlet or whatever that's being created from these chaos emeralds and that even begins to fall apart it's just 
asking us to feel tension because there's a bad guy on the screen and it's asking us to feel happy because there's a good guy on the screen. But the storytelling is very loose. It's it's that money grab, in my opinion. It's really fun to watch in some ways. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, the simpler story, I think, is the better one here. But I don't know. I will uh, I'll kick off the voting and just say uh, this is one of those cases where and I'm not saying it's the better movie, but if you put these two movies in front of me, I think I'd rather watch Sonic the Hedgehog 2 again than Dinosaur again. I know you like there's nothing about watching Dinosaur again that pulls me back, uh, you know, whereas I I had a lot of fun. I think mainly with just Jim Carrey. I love seeing Jim, Jim Carrey kind of doing the Jim Carrey thing again. Yeah. And just and when I say that, I mean like what he became famous for yeah. in his first several movies. Um, and uh, but man, is it clearly the more sinful movie? You, that stuff, that stuff about like the wedding and like it is the clearest case of well, people liked him from the first movie. We got to give him something to do, uh, mm. you know, mm. that I've ever seen. Mm. It just didn't need to be in there at all. Uh, so, yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is my vote. Uh, Ian? There is no way that the bad guys could have known that Sonic and everybody was going to end up at the wedding. Mm-hmm. And yet they infiltrate that wedding as if it was the plan from the beginning. Mm-hmm. I was watching that. I wasn't sending it, but I was watching it on on the plane over here. And I, I think I was texting, may have been you, Danae. I was like, you have to send this in the villain's plan because this is the biggest, most egregious lump of horseshit where it's like, yeah, we want these two people in the story. So put them in the story. Don't relegate them for half of it and then shoehorn them back in in a way that doesn't make sense. Yeah, I haven't seen Dinosaur. I agree. I, By the sounds of it, I think I'd rather watch Sonic as well. <laughs> but it pissed me off because the first one was, I had so much fun with the first film. And this I've really struggled to enjoy past the um, the cash grabbiness of it as well. Sequels, man. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy. So <clears throat> I don't remember Dinosaur very well. Is, does, did they, is the meteor in that movie not the big one? No. Uh, I, or did I think they change history and the dinosaurs live on at the end of the movie, even though the meteors already hit? For her. at least a little bit, yeah. The, yeah, think... the impression that I get is that it was inevitable that they would be dying, but they were clueless as to that. So these are the dinosaurs that weren't in the immediate impact zone. And then the idea, I think, is that what happens to Earth afterwards will screen. eventually get them, right. but they don't um, know that. I also remember, though, plenty of dinosaurs die on screen in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and I'm tempted to say at least Dinosaur was trying something, mm-hmm. but then step back and go, why were they trying that? Why, <laughs> who, if you've got this technology and you want to tell a story that's visually amazing with groundbreaking CGI and you go, let's tell the most depressing story in the history of Earth, the <laughs> extinction of an entire species. Um <clears throat> But yeah, Sonic 2 did what Sing 2 did, in my opinion, and squandered the goodwill of the first one. And so for that reason, it's Sonic 2. <clears throat> and today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go Sonic. All right. Audience agrees 64% wow. to 36%. I'm kind of uh, surprised because I would think that maybe Dinosaurs, because it's not as interesting to go to because it is mm-hmm. older, mm-hmm. maybe would have <clears throat> been conceived, uh, considered more sinful. But um, that's interesting. Moving on to the next battle between Adam Sandler's Click. Click. Uh, and Pineapple Express. Mm. Uh, Jeremy and Ian, you guys wrote on both of these together. Mm. Uh, 145 sins for Click, 38 seed. Pineapple Express with 113 sins as the 91 seed. Uh, Jeremy, why don't you start first? What makes these movies sinful? 
I think I would respect Adam Sandler a little more if he would just put out a movie called My Hawaiian Vacation. And it was <laughs> literally scenes of yeah. him at the pool yeah. with his actor friends yeah. drinking margaritas and cracking jokes because Click pretends to be better than that, to be more than that. Um, and it's not. It's derivative. You know, it's clearly derivative of It's a Wonderful Life, but even other movies that have played with a similar concept have, mm-hmm. are this is a derivative of those movies um and for when it was made which is i think in the aughts right mm-hmm. um it's oddly sexist um the kate beckinsale characters consistently dressed in skimpy sexy outfits it just feels so male gazy um, and some of it's not even outright spoken, but then there's also some cringy 80s style humor and jokes in there. And it's just, I don't want to, I don't want to be the guy who takes movies so seriously that I say sincerely, I'm offended by this movie, but I'm offended by this movie, the, the effort, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's the effort for That's me. Exactly I'd rather see you take a big swing or take a medium swing and miss than just what stand over the plate and my baseball analogy is falling apart. Um, <laughs> clicks is just offensive. And Pineapple Express is has a few jokes that have not aged very well. Uh, this was, I think, a 2007, 2008 movie, somewhere around in there. Um, and of course, then James Franco is now somebody who, at least for me, is tougher to enjoy given a lot of the stories and allegations that have come out with him. Um, but it's not derivative of anything. No. <laughs> it's a stoner movie for about the first half, and then it turns comic action hard left. Um, it's not like any other movie out there. This is what I mean by taking a swing. Uh, and I don't think it lands all of its punches, but uh, it does get better and funnier for me every time I watch it. The opening 10 minutes with Bill Hader is as good as <laughs> any comedy movie's first 10 minutes ever. Uh, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, I think I've already revealed on accident where I'll be voting. But those are my thoughts on those movies. <laughs> Fine. Uh, Ian, some thoughts on these. I don't know, Jeremy summed it up really, really well. I was, based on reputation, I was prepared to dislike both of these movies going in because I'm not a huge Seth Rogen fan. I am publicly very much not an Adam Sandler movie fan. Mm -hmm. And it came out with opposite reactions. Like, Click did exactly what I thought it would to me, but somehow even more offensively. And Pineapple Express, I remember turning to Aaron and just being like, I'm having a good time. Is that okay? And you're like, yeah, it's a fun movie. I'm like, Phew, okay, good. I can carry on enjoying it. Um, even though, the, yeah, there is some stuff that doesn't land. But it's so much fun. Um, and that 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 is like um, Seth Rogen unapologetically being like, hey, do you want to get high and make a movie? Yeah. Let's make it about being high. Um, yeah. And it, it's so much fun. And Click, it it isn't, I think it's hard. It was either this or Wedding Singer where we wrote a scene that was like, man, it's almost impressive how you can be sexist and um there was like uh he wakes up really overweight and he's like oh no i'm a fat guy i can't see my dick yeah how many people do you want to offend in one fell swoop like i don't know why that is your goal like the story you want to tell here is that isn't it hard to be a dad but if there's a better way to tell that story than what you're than what you're doing here and i don't know the only person i enjoyed was um um uh, oh the the dancer the guy (laughs) 
Nope, nope. Christopher Walken? Christopher Walken, Kate, thank Kate you. Beckinsale? That, he's yes, a dancer. Kate he's the guy that yes. does that dance thing. That oh, I'm... the Fat Boy Slim dancer. Yes. Um, yeah, Christopher Walken. Yeah. Um, he, I just, his line delivery is he's in the right place in this movie, and that's about it. Um, so, yes, no surprise where I'll be voting either. Uh, Danae, why don't you kick off with the votes? I will always vote Adam Sandler movies to hell. Yes. Mm. Yes. I'll hold you Burn. to that in the later uh, rounds. We'll see how that goes. If it's two Adam even... Sandler movies versus themselves, <laughs> I mean, like, even Little Nicky, even he little, probably wants to go to hell. All right, all right. Um, I am constantly a surprised at the lack of respect for Adam Sandler's genius around these parts. Uh, he can do no wrong. His movies are amazing. Uh, no, Click is the more sinful yeah, movie no, here. I'm like, waiting, waiting is... for the punchline because that was <laughs> that was hard to hear. Um, yeah, in in hindsight, like I'm holding on like to a th- just the thread of Billy Madison. That's like that's the one I'm I'm like I'm holding Man, on that's, to. Just... That's holding a lot of weight right now. Yeah, I'm just like okay, th- th- at least let at least give me Billy Madison is something. I don't want to go back and watch it. I'm so scared. <laughs> Uh, but uh, but yeah, click is the vote. Uh, you two kind of made your votes clear, but make it official. Ian, click and click. Jeremy. All click. right, uh, audience agrees. Click with seventy percent, and Pineapple Express with thirty. On to the next match. This is Predator Two versus Clueless. Uh, Predator Two. The only movie this week that we don't have uh, somebody on the show who wrote on, but Danae, you did write on Clueless. Fuck this movie. Uh, with Chris. <laughs> uh, 123 sins for Clueless, 133 for Predator 2. Um, talk a little bit about uh, what makes Clueless so sinful, Danae. Let's first talk about a program in school called D.A.R.E. Okay, okay. They would come in and they would tell you that kids... Little kids, little elementary kids, little children. Let me tell you what's going to happen when you get to high school. Scary older children, t- seniors, are going to come up to you. And they're going to force you to do drugs. And you have to find deep within yourself the way to say, everyone with me, no to drugs. <laughs> I went through the whole fucking program. And every goddamn week they'd come in here and they'd scare the shit out of me about drugs. <laughs> do you know what D.A.R.E. stands for? Drug. Something resistance education. You yes, that's more than no, most people would get. Is drug abuse. Abuse. Yes. Drug abuse resistance education. You must yep. resist children because they lurk. Oh, oh, do they lurk? I always thought I always thought it was do all reefer every day. Well, that is <laughs> that is what it should be. So when I get to high school, I am looking in every nook and cranny for those assholes that are about because I have been preparing my entire elementary education. Stand up to that drug bully and say, no, I will not do drugs. Bible in one hand, dare certification in the other. (laughs) Okay. I was prepared. And which is more important? I'm not really sure. (laughs) This was me. I actually kept my certificate. I think I still have it. My dare. Nobody ever asked me for drugs. I was so disappointed. I was ready for that fight. (laughs) This movie reminds me of that. Watching this movie. It's like, oh, my God, I'm terrified. Clicks everywhere, beautiful people everywhere, all of these things that are going to happen to me. And that's what pisses me off about fucking movies like this. Yeah, maybe it's supposed to be for older people watching it and laughing. But when you're young watching shit like this, you go in thinking, oh, my God, they're going to eat me alive. If I don't do this, this and this and this and this, I'm not going to survive. And they just like it gets in your head. And that's why I hate Clueless. 
I include this for a lot of reasons, but that's the, the big one. Cause when I watched this again, I got triggered. I was like, Oh my God. I remember watching this being so scared of what I wore every single day and who I talked to every single day. Cause I thought that this was what fucking high school was going to be like. I totally missed the Beverly Hills part. I grew up in Springfield, fucking Missouri. <laughs> okay. There was no, there was no like, you know, Chanel on the walkway red carpet up into class. I missed that part. I was watching the parts about how people are supposed to be together. So when I saw all the girls like together talking, I knew that I was the odd one out that they're looking at with the mousy hair and wearing the plaid shirts that they were laughing at me. And I was just waiting for them to come over and give me a pity makeover. And it never happened. And that is not why you should hate this movie, but is why I hate this movie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) One of many reasons. It's just, you know, it's a silly, stupid movie that's supposed to be interesting. But I think just a whole bunch of horny guys made it and want to watch girls walk around in cute outfits. Yeah. Um, based on Jane Austen's Emma. Is uh, it bollocks? Based on. <laughs> uh, well, let's start the voting. Uh, in based discussion. on people speaking in English, is this movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Ian, why don't you start us off with some discussion about these two movies and then your vote? Well, I can't. I haven't seen either of them. Well, then your vote then. Clueless. <laughs> Fair enough. What is Amazing. Predator? What is Predator? To, oh, by the way, the other the other theme here is that a college age boy is obsessed over the teenage girl that is yeah. his his yeah. stepsister. Yeah, and then they fall in love by the your, end. Your turn yeah. was over. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Sorry. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jeremy, we need your help because I'm going to yeah, admit because... a, a Predator Two. My understanding is terrible. I've never seen it, so I need you to explain yeah. why Predator Two is so sinful and has more sins and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I mean, Predator Two is objectively far and away the worst movie of these two. I think Clueless gets way more credit by modern people for brilliance than it deserves. Um, but it is leaps and bounds better than Predator 2. (laughs) Predator 2 is what happens when you follow up an incredible, inventive science fiction action film with the inverse of that. They they couldn't get Schwarzenegger uh, because he wanted too much money. So they got Gary Busey. And they moved Gary Busey, famed action star. <laughs> yeah, seems Gary like seems Busey. like a perfect trade. Yeah, Danny I don't see Glover, what the problem is. Danny Glover and Gary Busey. That's after we had Apollo Creed and Arnold Schwarzenegger in the first movie. I said Apollo Creed because I can't <laughs> remember his name right off the top of my head. Um, <clears throat> Carl Weathers. Um, oh, yeah. And then they move it from a jungle setting to an industrial part of a big city with mm-hmm. a meatpacking plant. And the meatpacking plant it fucks with the it gives a better hate vision doesn't it's bad it's so bad it honestly sounds like the sing two of predator movies it's Uh, so bad it undoes all the goodwill and this is why prey is such a miracle because we go from bad to worse with these predator sequels as they like they made two more after that that were just predator films one by uh robert rodriguez where they're actually on another planet um and then one by Shane Black five years ago that is just a misfire in every single way. They made two movies where the Predators fought aliens, which is what fans wanted from comic books, and they couldn't even do that good. Um, And then we get Prey, which is nearly as good, if not better, than the original. But Predator 2 is more sinful uh, 
up, up and away, uh, Predator right. 2 on, on to the next round. And I hope the fans are with me, and I hope even Aaron votes with me so that we can see what the fans have to say and have it matter. <laughs> because Clueless, I, 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 I think Clueless gets, it's overrated. It's overrated, but it's better than Predator 2. And it's not making the mistakes of fucking up a, a previous film, Predator 2. Uh, yeah, I have not seen, as I just mentioned, I have not seen Predator 2. I have seen Clueless. Uh, I do agree that the context it was, uh, made in is, is, uh, definitely would, would have been made differently now. Um, I think it's hard to deny that that, uh, Silverstone performance is really captivating. I think she is really good. And there's a reason she kind of blew up after that. Um, I think she's, I mean, it's a teenage, it's a teenage angst movie. Yeah, yeah, and um, I rem- from, a, I rem- from a rich person's perspective, <laughs> a very uh, rich. And I've seen it fairly recently. I think I I watched it again over pandemic uh, to kind of re uh, regauge my thoughts on it, and I still think it's it's pretty good. And the sins of Clueless are as you've mentioned them, but I can't imagine uh, that they would match up to Predator Two sins. So I will vote for Predator Two uh, and Danae. I'm going to go Predator 2. My dislike of Clueless is is more like just I didn't enjoy the movie. I didn't enjoy parts of the movie. It's It was easy for me to dig into and get into and like just be silly with it. But this kind of theme of like fucking up a franchise seems to be more sinful. And the movie does make sense. Like you watch it. It has all of its, you know, parts of it that make sense. You've got other this, than the driving the stuff. In the Clueless. driving stuff does not make sense. <laughs> what is going like who like? <laughs> Forces their friend onto the expressway when they don't know how to drive. Uh, anyhow. Uh, it does make for something funny, though. It does. It does. Uh, so it will be Predator, and the audience was going to go that way anyway. Uh, Predator 2 is 70%, Clueless with 30%. Uh, so Predator 2 will move on to the next round. Uh, we go on to The Matrix Resurrections versus Everything Everywhere All at Once. Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> Let's please not spend too much time here, folks. We will not. We will not spend hardly any time here. I wrote with Chris on uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Uh, it was, uh, is, continues to be an amazing movie. Um, you know, the only, uh, sins of everything. I mean, there are sins, there are definitely sins. There are certainly conveniences and all sorts of stuff that stuff that happens, uh, with the travel through the different dimensions and how it works. It doesn't define its rules very well. Um, or it doesn't define them, I guess, accurately enough to uh, be consistent. Um, and so there are those things, but it's clearly a phenomenal movie. Um, Matrix Resurrections, Jeremy and I wrote on 180 Sins. Uh, we both um, took this movie to task for many, many things. Jeremy, I will let you uh, continue on with those thoughts. It's just hard to imagine the same director misunderstanding their own work. And maybe that's not exactly what happened. But from what I have read, they based the original Matrix, a lot of its ideas and themes around a nonfiction work by a philosopher. Mm-hmm. And after that philosopher saw the first Matrix film, he said, you got it all wrong. And they made the sequels as an attempt to correct what they got wrong about this man's philosophy. And he still said they got it wrong. <laughs> and so it doesn't wholly surprise me that Resurrections exists as it is. Um, the most fascinating thing about this movie isn't anything in the movie. It's the people who have decided that this Wachowski made this movie specifically to be bad 
and boring as some sort of five level chess move or something. And that just <laughs> defies all understanding of how Hollywood works and even how uh, like filmmaking desire works. Nobody would spend that much time on something awful. You would hope. No, I'm cons- I'm convinced here <laughs> that this is it, like Andy I like Kaufman it though. I like taken- that narrative, that troll narrative. That's an interesting narrative to me. I agree with you that it doesn't seem likely to me, but there's something really interesting about Lana Wachowski like making this movie as a middle finger to being told they have to make this movie because the Matrix is a property. If the Wachowskis had made <clears throat> Matrix and Bound level films since the first Matrix movie, mm-hmm. I might entertain that theory. But they didn't. They made Cloud Atlas and they made Speed Racer. Speed Racer's good. Continue. Don't even don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have never threatened to exert my power during a podcast. <laughs> um, <clears throat> they produced uh, V for Vendetta, which I really like. But I just, I just don't feel like the body of work suggests... Lana Wachowski could come in and expertly make a terrible movie, tearing down the idea of making sequels. I don't. I don't believe that. I will well, never he, believe that. Here's the thing: even if she did, that's that is uh, that doesn't make the movie good. No, <laughs> it's, it's still a bad it's, movie. It's still a terrible it's, movie. It's not the reason people make movies for the most yeah. part, uh, unless you're Ari Aster, and then you make whatever the fuck you want. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, what is it going up against that it's going to beat? Everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh, yeah, fuck <laughs> it, man. Why, why did you let me talk for five minutes after I said, no, let's not talk for a long... Matrix Resurrections, I voted. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I will also vote for Matrix Resurrections. Uh, it, is, it is interesting to me, if nothing else, that the, every decision Resurrections makes seems to be the wrong decision. It's... <laughs> It's wild to me. It just, it wants so desperately to, it feels like be cool and have cool moments and none of it makes sense. Like none of how anybody gets anywhere, anything that happens, any motivation, any character, like it's all a mess. Uh, Mm -hmm. So yeah, Matrix Resurrections for me. Uh, Danae, do you have any thoughts? Nope. Okie doke. But I shall vote Matrix. Uh, Ian. I was struck by how Keanu and Carrie Ann Moss did not want to be in this movie. Quite clearly <laughs> on screen through their performances, it mm. is The Matrix. All right. Uh, and two Ma- people who probably did want to be in it, Fishburne and uh, Weaving, were not uh-huh. allowed to be in it. Got <clears throat> forked, yep. Yeah, it's so weird. It's so weird. Uh, all right, our final battle of round one. Uh, we have <laughs> arrived at Star Trek for The Voyage Home. Versus the Mitchells versus the Machines. No, that is Aww. not a three-way fight. <laughs> yes. Aww. Uh, Star Trek for the Voyage Home or Mitchells versus the Machines. Uh, Jeremy and Ian writing on Star Trek for the Voyage Home. Danae and I writing on Mitchells versus the Machines. Uh, 116 sins for Mitchells versus Machines. 138 for the Voyage Did Home. Did I not write on Mitchells versus the Machines? Mm, not according to what I have here. Uh, it says it was Aaron, Danae, and Jeremy was the reviewer. But it's just a long time ago. This was... Well, check the script. Do you remember writing the stuff at the, in, in the I mean, tab? that's asking a lot. Um, <laughs> I feel like... Well, we, someone might have a tab. If I was... did not write sins on this, then I am creating... <laughs> entire <laughs> memories whole cloth out of no, nothing he, jeremy you have a tab and i have a tab oh was this one where maybe i wasn't well because i have a tab in here oh okay 
maybe uh, you were originally scheduled, mm-hmm. and then something I must came have happened because you. Okay, because oh, you were I... making me question my sanity. <laughs> oh man, no, that's scary. No, it's great because I'm watching it going. I don't remember this at all. <laughs> yeah, so this is Jeremy and Aaron. Okay, all right. Okay, uh, Ian, talk about Star Trek: uh, The Voyage <laughs> Home. <laughs> Oh boy, nothing made me more. No, talk about the sins of the movie, not your personal experience with writing Star Trek. Stuff. No, that's how um, I do it. I just write the personal experience. Start off with yeah. a story about your own troubles with uh, elementary school. That goes yes, really well with No, the you don't want that. Um, I, how, I was giddy writing the sins for this movie. This is the, I think to date, the quickest script I've ever written, the easiest script I've ever written. It just. It flew out of me. I wrote something ridiculous, like 160 sins for a basically 90-minute movie. Um, and it's so hard to sin because it's so bonkers. Sorry, it's so easy to sin, but it feels disingenuous because it's so bonkers. It's so, yeah, we're going to travel through time and get, get whales, and we're going to bring them to the future mm-hmm. to stop this spaceship that wants to talk to the whales. And the entire movie is summed up by Kirk saying, are there whales on other planets? I was like, dude, did you just ask if a species on Earth individually evolved on another planet entirely? Um, This movie does not care for science. It does not care for um, much of anything other than let's see the crew of the Enterprise bumblefuck their way through um, the the 80s. America. Let's. Wouldn't it be fun if Chekhov asked for nuclear vessels to a police officer, a Russian in the eighties asking a police officer where the nuclear vessels are, um, and the man isn't immediately arrested? Um, it's it's so much fun, but yeah, it could be up against the undiscovered country, the most sinful of the of the Star Trek movies. The undiscovered country is sinful for being just terribly terribly plotted and generally pants the voyage home is just egregious with its nonsense um but still a fun ride and i haven't seen mitchell's versus the machines <laughs> uh jeremy uh thoughts first on star trek the voyage home and then uh, mitchell's versus the machines one of my favorite tweets that i see every few months is uh the guy posting his text message conversation with his girlfriend and he says my girlfriend's watching star trek 4 for the first time and her first yes. text is shut up they are not going back in time to get whales and then her next text like an hour later is like never mind this is the greatest movie ever <laughs> <laughs> it's um, so true. and I, I mean it's such a blatant and star trek has always been a you know an issues forefront mm. tackler in terms of diversity and quality and the earth and this is such a blatant, you know, eco-friendly. This started somewhere with somebody who wanted to save the whales, yeah. and it became a Trek film. But it succeeds because, unlike any other Trek film, it's a comedy. Yes, it's, it's not trying to be very serious. Um, Mitchell's versus the Machines. God, I watched that with my wife, and we loved it. And then I watched it to sin it, and it, it is full of all the same kind of bullshit that Star Trek Voyage Home is full of. (laughs) uh, And you have to be enjoying the family dynamics so much that you just don't care about any of the questions that pop up along the way. Thankfully, I think as a movie, it works. It works fine. A family dynamic is really strong. Uh, so that when, at the end, when the dad and daughter start working together and that song comes on, like almost get chills with the fun of it all. Uh, but 
like a lot of animated movies, it's, uh, hey, don't look at that. Don't look at that. Don't ask those questions. Let's get over there. We'll do this over here. And so it's really hard to choose between these two. I honestly don't know what I'm going to do. Um, yeah, Mitchell's versus the machines. I remember writing on that and just being, I mean, okay, disappointed is too strong of a word, but it was just like, I remember going through and just going, man, I love this movie so much. It is so much nonsense. <laughs> this movie is so much nonsense. Um, how, how primarily does this all knowing, all sentient AI not catch the Mitchells family? There is no <laughs> universe in which they escape this, uh, you know, culling of the, uh, the population and sending them off. Um, it's, you know, it's just based on such a ridiculous, faulty premise. Um, and then the, the, the villain is foiled by a glass of water. I get mm. that it's funny, but no. <laughs> the, again, an all-knowing, all-sentient AI would have so many multiple copies of themselves in so many different yeah. places. Um, the You've fact seen that Ultron. The, the fact that they uh, fell into a glass of water and that's the end is such a. It is such a glass of uh, nonsense water, and uh, <laughs> and yeah. So there's this movie is so so sinful and it's so so good. I love it so much um but yeah uh well danae you get to mm. vote first uh since you apparently didn't write on either of these so well, yeah um which do you vote as the more sinful movie i value my friendship with ian i have to go with mitchell's versus the machines <laughs> if, if we were all in the same room he'd be kicking me under the table right now <laughs> um no i think like just hearing what you guys said about it um i feel like star trek one is firmly planted in its universe it's doing what it's doing it's confident making sense and then mitchell's versus machines is like let's just do shit to make a movie and i feel like that would probably fall apart a little bit more in my mind so i really am going to do mitchell's versus the machines mm -hmm. for reasons mm -hmm. uh for reason. ian what is your vote this is re this is really really hard because i feel i feel cheap putting mitchell's through when i haven't seen the movie star trek 4 has so many sins no it doesn't it's star trek it's so many. The the Michelob product placement, the whole pizza scenario that I'd never looked twice at and Jeremy just destroyed. <laughs> That's an entire goddamn pizza! What's going on here? Um, I... Oh, man. I didn't put Star Trek V through, and I... that I still think about that, how I didn't vote for Star Trek V. As the more sinful? As the more sinful movie. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to... I don't want to make the same mistake. You know, your job's at stake right now, Ian, too. So. I, more, more so than ever. The pressure's on, man. I you think... Know, the entire fandom will be crumbling for this one vote. Mitchell's, Mitchell's is the more sinful movie. Okay. Jeremy. Trek 4. <clears throat> okay. Sorry. Um, no, that's where my heart was. <laughs> my heart quickly. said Trek 4. Or my mind. I don't know this how that is, works. This is really hard. This is more tough than it should be. This yeah. is way more tough than it should be. If you are, and this is again, what I think is kind of the beauty that happens in this tournament every once in a while. If you're looking at these two movies and going, which is the better movie? I don't think it's, I don't think it's a question. Mitchell's yeah, versus, Mich <laughs> Mitchell versus the Machines <laughs> is a better movie. Um, but boy, is it sinful. Uh, but the voyage home is the voyage home. Um, well, let's let the fans decide. Uh, yeah, I, I was leaning that way anyway. 
so yeah, I'm going to say Star Trek, uh, The Voyage Home is the more sinful movie. So the fans, it comes down to you on this final one of round one. Uh, maybe our closest debate ever in the first round mm-hmm. when we finish mm-hmm. off with it. Uh, and it will be by a vote of 76% to 24%. Uh, Star Trek. The whales. The Voyage Home will be moving on to I feel the good. second round. Uh, 76 to 24. So there you go. There will be a Star Trek movie in the second round. Woo. Um, woo or maybe the opposite of woo, <laughs> oh, considering the... I know Star Trek is sinful. <laughs> so there you go. All right. We have made our way through round one. Boom. Some very interesting matchups in round two. As mentioned, if you want to go vote for those... Uh, you can do that at challenge.com. That's like challenge, but with an O instead of an A for the second nice. uh, one. Uh, and that is slash 2022 sin battle. Uh, Which is going to be a linked in the description of this podcast. Correct. You don't have to memorize it. It will be linked in the description if you want to check it out there. So congratulations, guys. We finished the first round. We're on to the Yay. second round. Uh, we, what's interesting about, uh, one of the interesting things about the second round is there are 25, 24, 25 movies we haven't talked about that just got a buy into the second round because they are the top, um, seeds. So we still haven't talked about some of the most sin packed movies of the year. Stupid tournament. (laughs) Doesn't make any damn sense. (laughs) That's going to wrap it up for behind the sins this week. Don't forget to make sure you're subscribed. Go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well. Feel free uh, to hang out with us on Twitter. It's at CinemaSinsBTS is where you can find us on Twitter. So for Ian Whittington, Jeremy Scott, and Danae Hughes, a constipated shark, and myself, (laughs) we will see you next time. Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to bts at cinemasins.com and be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. Find more ways to connect by visiting cinemasins.com slash bts. How are the teeth, Jeremy? God damn it. I sat in that waiting room for 27 minutes past my appointment time. And then I went to the front desk and said, I gotta go. It was already going to be tight, but if she walks out right now and says my name, I'm going to miss this appointment I have. So now I have to be there at eight in the goddamn morning tomorrow. Oh, that's gross. So, yeah, I'm frustrated with the dentist right now. You know, there are many reasons to be frustrated with a dentist. That is certainly one of them. How come you've never seen male dental hygienists? Never? I have never. I'm sure they exist. I have never. I have never seen one. Hmm. In my entire life, I have had male and female dentists, but only female dental hygienists. Mm. And I wonder yeah. if it's just a field that men, I don't know. I want, to, I want to know what the deal is there. I'm not saying it's like sexism or anything. I'm just saying, why is that? I am i don't know the answer yet, but on a quick Google search, which we know we can trust, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there are over 59,000 dental hygienists currently employed in the United States. 93.1% are women. <gasps> That's wow. a large number. Yes. That's huge. That's crazy. There's that more has male got to be a barrier to access kind of thing. That's got to be their, their pigeonholed out of dentistry and into hygienery. I think it's clearly discrimination against men. I think clearly that's what's going on Continue, here. Aaron, please. Classic, this will be a popular take. There's, there's an enamel ceiling that men have yet to break through. Uh, <laughs> oh I'm God. sick to the back teeth of your puns. Yes, you are. <laughs> 
it's, it used to be the same for nurses, right? But there are more male nurses now. Um, but that's the, I mean, that's almost a one-to-one, right? Like the nurse is the dental hygienist of the doctor to the dentist, right? Seems like Yeah, it. I mean, it's, a, it's the same kind of relationship. Um, and yeah, you see a lot more male nurses than, I just, I'm just curious. I don't mean to, you know, take up anybody's precious brain space with this conundrum, but. I have nothing late. better to do with this brain space, man. <laughs> this is all I'm thinking about. I'm not going to do the show today. <laughs> All I'm doing is just researching dental hygienists. <laughs> That's it. Uh, as of 2022, 9% of the nurse workforce was male. So, okay, so that's kind of similar. That's 94, very similar. Uh, yeah. 6.9% of the hygienists are men. That's almost seven. So that's, that's pretty similar. Yeah. Interesting. Wild. It's weird and wild stuff. It is. All right. Now we're going to do flight attendants. <laughs> I see plenty of male attendants. Yeah. Fourteen uh-huh. percent male no, flight attendants that's not as right. of twenty twenty three. I believe we're that. finally making ground <laughs> in, in the <laughs> flight attendant. Um, I look. Do you want me to send you the the study demographic? No. Thing? Oh, okay. <laughs> I just want to argue blindly from a point of ignorance. It's much more fun. Uh, second study here says sixteen percent. So that's a little different than fourteen. That's the number I was going for. <laughs> that is correct. Fourteen. Fucking wrong. <laughs> I hate this line because in this article that I'm reading, it's uh, going into like questioning about how how are males in this gender dominated area of Mm -hmm. dentistry. Yeah. And they interviewed some people and said one of them stated that a lot of people um, that they work on had said that they've never had a male uh, dental hygienist before. And the quote is one also mentioned that because it is such a rarity, it can be a good conversation starter. Listen, nope. if we hate conversations when people are doing our hair, I hate it when the dental hygienist is asking me a question while her her fingers are in my mouth. How am I supposed to talk? Yeah. It's such a like, – we don't. Headphones in, do your stuff, get out yeah. of my mouth, see you next time. Yeah, don't fucking talk to me. That can apply to so much. You know, I wasn't going to say it. I wasn't going to say it, but Ian's here to say it for me. Yeah, I, I guess that's the cold open. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> Do your stuff. Get out of my mouth. <laughs> Headphones in. in. <laughs> yep. I don't want to hear what you have to say. Do your work. Make it count. Yeah. Be thorough. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be back here tomorrow. Make sure you don't leave any deposits behind. Mouth. And <sighs> Exactly. Oh, I'm going to work that into a future book somewhere. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I meant the hygienist. <laughs> Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, One study revealed patients assumed a male dentist were more likely to expect them to endure pain without complaining and be less responsive to their needs compared to female counterparts. This is now going into the perception of the the person. I mean, that's just how I expect men versus women in any situation. Yeah, they're kind of going into stereotypical stuff now. I expect men to think that I can endure pain, which I cannot. And I expect empathy <laughs> from women. That's an everyday, yeah. that's mm-hmm. bottom line right there. <clears throat> there it is. And it all started with just a quick check-in. How are your teeth? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did have a dentist that was a male who expected me to endure pain. And they're now in jail because of it. Do tell, Danae. No, I'm not going to go into dental <laughs> shit. It's so triggering for 50% of the people on the show. But I'll tell you about it, Aaron. In jail specifically for acts done to you? Mm-hmm. Well, to and me all other and, people? and others, yeah. Oh, fuck 
fuck. Yeah, fuck, fuck. That's a, that's a fucking horror movie. <laughs> yes. Dentist yes. This summer. Was it like Rocky Horror Picture Show? Like, I mean, it was just they enjoy inflicting pain. I wish they pain? were singing. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> My dentist told me that in modern era, if you feel pain while you're getting a dental procedure done, then your dentist is screwed up. Like, yeah. other than the mm-hmm. pain of the Novocaine going in, right. which they can't help. And I mean, I've had a root canal and had eight of my front teeth shaved down and veneers put on when I was in the chair for five hours. Oh. And I have not I have not felt pain in that chair. Um, so, yeah, it's I just an endurance thing. <clears throat> well, yeah. I, I fell asleep in the, when they were putting the veneers on. <laughs> my I woke up and my wife was there. She's like, it's time to go. And I was like, that was fast. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Ian, what were we going to tell Aaron about? I was just about to say last week, Ian was about to tell me a funny story. And he was like, nope, going to save it for BTS outtakes. We have reached a season in our friendship where we're now doing BTS again. And it means we can no longer talk about anything fun because I got to save it for the outtakes. Uh Because what's the story Uh if it isn't recorded? That's right. So I don't, this could be one of two stories that we have. But you know, you know that, I think it's this one. You know that song... Um, get through another road that I must travel. Oh, Curie Alaysa. No, yeah. it's not what it is, though, is it? That's not the words <laughs> of the song. So it, that comes on in, in the a, radio. on the radio. And I'm just like, I'm bopping along. I'm enjoying it. And, and Danae's like, what did you just say? And I went, and I was like, no, 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 no. You said words. What words did you just sing? So I said, well, the lyrics are, give me three days along the road that I must travel. Give me three days along the road. That, and it's just, that, that works. And, and today's just like, no, that's not right. That like, well, it's, well, it's right. To be fair, to be fair, I have been working in my life in general about never assuming I'm right. So I was like, that's not right. But maybe I'm wrong because mm-hmm. I thought yeah. it was Kyrie Eleison or something. And then I'm like, mm-hmm. am I wrong about that? So then we had to figure out what is this song even called? Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know the band. We don't know the actual name. So I Google, give me three days along the road that I must travel. And it works. <laughs> and it comes up with the song. And I'm like, oh, I'm not alone. <laughs> I am one of many. And yes, the song is Kiri Eleison, which is Lord Have Mercy upon the is. road that I must travel by Mr. 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 Yeah, that's not to be confused with Twisted Sister. Right. Yeah. Or Mr. Big. My, it was it was a little bit crushing to watch Ian go. Of course, it's religious. Uh, of course, yes. <laughs> I, I started reading the lyrics and I was like, "Oh, it's a God song! Damn it!" <laughs> oh my god! So now he's conflicted and singing it as much as he's been yeah, singing it the last right, week. It. It's still give me three days. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's like, what did you think the rest of the song was? I don't know. I just kind of. <laughs> You basically did the reverse version of what we all did growing up in the church, which is to change secular lyrics so mm. that they were about God. You're just changing the God lyrics yeah. so that they're not about God. <laughs> deny them. <laughs> deny them entirely. Give me, look, this path is going to take three days max. Give me that and I'll be fine. Uh, we did that all the time. Like, uh, what was it? Uh, it's God's prerogative. No, no, I remember when the entire Winans family was on Oprah. Mm-hmm. And they sang um, "Yesterday" by the Beatles. Only uh-huh. it was Calvary. Oh uh, Calvary, no! That's the place where Jesus died for me. <laughs> um, 
something something for eternity and at the time i was like oh yes so cool I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> we're watching uh rupaul's drag race because i just kind of was intrigued and interested he joined wanted by to watch chaos it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah wanted to watch we watched the finale and this blew my poor naive brain and aaron i'm sure you specifically will have a, an opinion on this oh okay for the finale they the, the, there are four people and then they narrow it down to two and it's this it's in front of a live audience but the show itself is not live it's pre-recorded mm-hmm. the the what they broadcast on the tv they announced the winner and we're like yay cool they won yeah the person they just announced doesn't know if they're the winner they record two reactions so they do it both times so the show that goes out we don't get the genuine reaction because they're worried about it leaking so what are we doing then we're missing out i'm not seeing their joy i'm it's that's just and then they and then they put it on youtube later they they put the actual they watch the video and then they're shown the final version and that's when they find out that they won which one won and that's what we get on like some youtube add-on video i'm like what what are we doing here we're missing we're missing the excitement for the sake of not of of a potential leak yeah spoilers going out that kind of thing um (sighs) Yeah, I don't like that. It just was like, what are we? I, I, mean, I checked out so quick. I was like, I don't, I don't. It's, it was. <laughs> How does Naughty Dog already have their next game and already working on it? And the president says it's our favorite game we've ever made. And there are hundreds of people that work there, mm-hmm. and no one knows what that fucking game is. Really How is that strict, tight NDAs. Yeah. <laughs> then why can't this Terrifying. goddamn reality show do that shit? Well, here, let me let me uh, add a piece of context that I just heard that I didn't realize. This is in front of a live audience. Correct. Yes. Of hundreds of people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that that adds an element because I was thinking there there are ways like Survivor has done this in two ways. Uh, one, they, what they used to do is they used to not tell them who won until the live reunion show. Okay. And then they would announce it live in front of the live audience, yeah. you know, But you get later. to see that person. But you get to see that person. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Now they just announce it there at the last tribal council and mm-hmm. do the reunion show there. So like they're, they're not as worried about, you know, those people spoiling because they have super strict NDAs. But if yeah. you're in front of a live audience, like I understand so you kind of have to make the choice. I just think we're we're curing the disease by killing the patient. It's like, yeah, we, we don't get any spoilers because there is no spoiler to be had. <laughs> the interesting thing is you watch the finale and then you wait. And the next day on YouTube, they release a video. It's about 15 minutes long of the top four contestants finding out who actually won. And it's them reacting. It's a reaction video to yeah. their own wow. win. And then the winner goes immediately from that revelation that they actually won the crown to a live audience that's actually celebrating that they won so it's a little bit like you you do get to see it a little bit but the show is like a production it's this entire drag show that has all of the finalists performing and then they record different permeations of different ones winning Hmm. That's wild. Can you uh, imagine if they insane. did like the entire final four? Okay, now we're doing you four, you three, that's you two, and you one. Mm-hmm. Wait, how? That's like, I mean, that's what four times three times two times one, right? Yeah, different permutations. <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh, I want to be there for this live show. No, that's twenty four permutations. 
You don't need That's... the times one at the end. You're already <laughs> yeah, <there. Jeremy. laughs> Thank you, Jeremy. I appreciate that. Just, I, I appreciate the clarification. Save a little bit of time on that one. <laughs> that one went really quick in my head when I yeah. got there. <laughs> <laughs> Math.